Coming up on the Movie Review Crew Podcast. My top three most anticipated are holdovers from 2022 yeah. that got pushed back. Yeah, that's that's. Does it happen to be Mission Impossible? Mission Impossible. John Wick Four. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay, well, yeah, John Wick Four. It's not even in my top ten. I said John Wick Four. Not even in my. I top said 10. John Wick Four. I'm bored <laughs> with that. Well, you're an idiot, and this episode's over. Goodbye. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'll be your host today, Shane Kronikin. Joining me once again is Steve Rushlaw. How are you now? And Aaron Kronikin. Hello. Thank you all for giving us your time and joining us. We're, we're out of horror month and just kind of starting general movies again. I think we're going to have a fun episode for you. We've got a review, a discussion of Bullet Train coming to you but before we get into that anybody has anybody seen anything any horror movies to close out october or or uh anything in general i saw one horror movie um and unfortunately it was one i was looking forward to and i was disappointed i watched the movie pearl which is the (laughs) follow-up the prequel to not good I liked like in the mid to high nineties on Rotten Tomatoes, if if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I liked X better. What? Oh, it's X. Yeah. Wait. So they both came out in the same year. Yes. Yes, because as as they were filming X, he kind of wrote this prequel background story and convinced Mia Goth to stick around and film the other movie. So interesting. Yeah, it just I don't know. I guess. I didn't like it much. It's fine. It's just not great. I thought X was better, much better, actually. And then the only other thing I watched was Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Which... Gotcha. Yeah, Matt said he really liked that one. I, in fact, I, I think he, he said, said it's it going to be in his top yeah, five. Yeah, he maybe said it might his be his new favorite movie of the year. Oh, yeah. And it was fine. It's not even anywhere close to my top ten. It's you not also don't going to be in my uh, honorable he's mentions. Lo- he loves Weird Al, so like, yeah, I mean, doesn't surprise me. Al. But that's one I, kinda... I definitely will get to see before the end of the year. I just haven't, oh, yeah. gotten to it. There yet. were funny moments. It just felt kind of like a Saturday Night Live skit that lasted too long, type mm. of thing. Mm. Where it's like, huh, hey, this is a funny idea, but I don't know if it's enough to make it to our movie or whatever it was, hour and a half, hour and forty minutes, whatever. Gotcha. So uh, yeah, both of those movies I was just kind of meh. All right, Steve, uh, have you seen anything? So I don't think I've been on for the month of October at all. Yeah, it's been a while. You were, they, I mean, you were the smart one that avoided horror month. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm glad I I I wasn't on any because it sounded like there wasn't many good ones. Yeah, we yeah yeah. But I'll just kind of run through what I've seen. Uh, I watched The Monsters, probably Oof. my least, or just the worst movie I've seen this year. <laughs> Ever. Cl- followed by a close second with Halloween Ends. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys talked about it. It That first one got was so good in 2018, and then Kills came, and now Ends. It's just yeah, one think, out of uh, three. 
I think we gave your your score during that one. You just weren't on the episode to to uh, give your thoughts. Yeah, I I get what they're trying to do. They were trying to pay homage to the original first three. But man, not having Michael Myers in a Halloween movie is it's just not a good idea to me. Yeah, I agree. Let's see. I also watched Curse of Fridge Hollow. Which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I believe is, um, I think it was Marlon Wayne's. Yeah. So while we were reviewing terrible Halloween movies, you were just yeah, watching, you were just watching terrible yes. Halloween <laughs> yes. movies. Okay. I, I, so like, I didn't miss out on anything. Yeah. You, um, you, you enjoyed your own little horror month. Yeah. Uh, so probably the best movie I saw for the month of Halloween, or sorry, the month of October um was hocus pocus 2 Ooh, that's ooh. if that's your best you're you're having a rough month well oh yeah well i know mcneil he he reviewed it on twitter because he did a a movie a day for the month of october but to me it it was if you enjoyed the first one you'll enjoy the second one it's it's literally the same thing yeah it's just kind of nostalgia thing but it's not a great i don't want to say good movie but it was just yeah, okay. it was fine enough. Just passable, passable entertainment. Yeah. Oh yeah, and my wife loved it. I mean, not like loved it, but I, I mean, she's into the whole hocus pocus thing and liked the second one. And it is what it is. Obviously, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you can't go into it expecting anything other than what it ended up being. It's a hocus pocus sequel. I think I don't know if it was McNeil or somebody asked who asked for this movie. Or nobody asked for this movie. Um. It broke a record for right most watches on the first day or first weekend for Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean that's I don't know that's if people were asking for it, but once it was announced, they definitely weren't d- definitely, opposed to yeah, it. There, that's there's true, no doubt. I mean, yeah, yeah, oh, people, and, people flocked to it. And another one I wanted to mention that I watched was Beast. Yeah, uh, um, Idris Elba. While while it was, I enjoyed the movie. Um. But his fight scene with the lion at the end of the movie, <laughs> it like Dude. it turned into a CGI fest. Well, that's what we talked about when it's I brought it up. I mean, so bad. I get it. You obviously can't fight a real lion. Yeah. Maybe they just decided it was best visually to do both the lion and Idris Elba as CGI. But you have to do better than that. Uh, that well, was like hideous. on the. What immediately when it starts, he like walks out and the lion walks behind him, and it just you automatically can tell it's CGI. It just turns like it almost looks animated in, in some yeah, spots. Yeah, it's it's bad, bad. Yeah. While I enjoyed it, the last twenty minutes were just terrible. Yeah, yeah I I liked that movie. The, uh, the CG was definitely rough at the end there. That it that was. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. It didn't ruin the movie or anything, but it was no. bad, bad. Yeah, have you seen anything else? No, that's it. All right. I, I had decent luck, I guess, in, in the sense that uh, I've not seen anything great, but I've also not seen anything terrible. You've seen better than us? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, we watched uh, The Bad Guys. Uh, Heather chose yeah. that one, so we watched well, that one. It was a fine. Fun one. Um it was entertaining enough, I guess. It, it, I didn't hate it. I also watched uh, On the Line with Mel Gibson. That's 
it was a fine thriller and he gave a very good performance frankly too good for the movie but it had one of the dumbest twists i've ever seen in my entire life it was bad bad like worse than the village bad it was it was bad so that kind of kind of ruined that a bit but uh i don't know it was good seeing mel gibson and the thriller was an interesting enough premise i also watched a movie called devil's workshop which looked interesting and was fine all of these movies that i watched were that that's they're just going to be in the in the middle of the pack when I when I have my list at the end of the year. Holy cow! The head, Rada Mitchell. I haven't seen that chick in forever. Yeah, yeah, and she was good in it. I enjoyed her performance. It, it was it was an interesting movie, but but it didn't live up to the promise of its premise. It it just kind of sputtered out and ultimately meant amounted to nothing. The the best one that I saw was a movie called See How They Run, which is a, a kind of a meta yeah, murder HBO, mystery yeah. with yeah. Sam Rockwell and uh, Sorsha Ronan. A, a very good cast, actually. Uh, there's quite a few names you'd recognize. Adrian Brody's in it, I yes. remember. Yeah. Um, David Oyelowo. O- I don't know how to say his name. But oh yeah, uh, Lowell. Yeah, he's he's good in it. It's a good cast. It's an interesting take on a on a murder mystery. It's nothing amazing. It's something groundbreaking. But it was it was very entertaining for the for the two hours that it lasted. So that that's the best of the bunch that I watched. I would recommend that one. The rest of them, eh? See them if you want. They were fine. I do love me some Sam Rockwell, man. And he was good. He was just kind of this. Uh, this and obviously, weary detective and and paired with Sorcha Ronan, who was uh, who is always brilliant, and she was very very good as uh, this plucky new rookie uh, detective with him. It was it was good. It was funny. It was clever. It was uh, more more almost British type of humor, where it's dry humor or gotcha. or um, humor with the the dialogue and the writing, similar to. Uh, Oh, why am I blanking on the guy that did Hot Fuzz? Uh, wow, but, Edgar, Wright. Edgar, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, yeah, similar to that type of of humor gotcha. where it's where it's about the writing and and they'll say something and then it's brought back, you know, four scenes later, or something things like that. Not obviously to that level, but still very good, very entertaining, pretty clever. I enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, any anything else? Any movie news? Any movie announcements that you're that you're excited um, for obviously the biggest announcement is that we are officially less than one year away from dune part two yeah and not much else matters until then really yep yeah we're we're uh we're compiling we're in the process of compiling our top 10 most anticipated of 2023 list and that's and uh spoiler alert excited my top three most anticipated are holdovers from 2022 yeah push back yeah that's that's does it happen to be mission impossible mission impossible john wick four uh killers of the flower moon okay well and john wick four it's not even in my top 10. I said John Wick 4. Not even in my I top said 10. John Wick 4. I'm bored Cre- with that. Create 3. Well, you're an idiot, and this episode's over. Goodbye.
Yeah, All I right. started I started compiling my list and it might be tough to get down to 10. It's rough. It's going to be that's going to be a fun episode video. I don't know what the heck we're going to do written list, I don't know, but that'll be fun. It's there's oh, yeah. uh, next year has potential to be good. But and a lot of good I I felt like this movie there weren't that many movies with big stars. You no, know what not I mean? at like, all. And in 2023, it feels like there's a lot coming out. I mean, you've got, obviously, DiCaprio and De Niro and Scorsese's movie. Joaquin Phoenix has one coming out. Uh, has a few coming out, actually. Tom Hardy's coming. I mean, a lot of big names. Oh, there's this. There's that. Uh, what's that movie? It's got uh, Keanu Reeves and Scott Atkins and Donnie Yen. Oh, uh, oh John Wick Chapter 4. John Wick so chapter bored four. with that John Wick stuff. <laughs> How do you I'm get so, bored with John I'm Wick? S- I'm still going to love it, though. Hell yes. Hell <laughs> yes. even in my top ten or my honorable mention. That's uh, why no one likes you. And we're going to bring back Aaron. You're stupid and dumb. <laughs> yeah, and you're dumb and wrong, dude. <laughs> oh, any Anything else? Anything else? We, or should we kick, kick into a uh, bullet train? Let's do it. Okay. We are going to have a discussion and review of Bullet Train. Just came out this year, 2022. Um, directed by David Leach, uh, one of the two directors of the original John Wick movies. Written by Zach Olkowitz, Ol- I think it's pronounced. This is only a second feature that he's written, the other one being uh, Fear Street Part 2. Oh. I don't know if you remember those Fear Street movies that yep. came to Netflix. So only the second thing he's written, of course, he had it somewhat easier that it was adapting a graphic novel, I believe. Yes. Uh, Heck of a cast. Absolutely phenomenal cast. Brad Pitt in the lead as Ladybug. uh, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Andrew Koji, Hiroki Sonata, Michael Shannon, Sandra Bullock, uh, Logan Lerman, Zazie Beetz. Just an incredible, incredible cast. I, I I hope I didn't miss any of the big names there. Uh, Bad Bunny's in it as, for a little bit as well. Oh he's, yeah, I don't know who he is. Is that a is Bad Bunny's like not a real? That's name, a, right? definitely a rapper name. I mean, he's a <laughs> rapper. He's a rapper R and B. He's uh, very popular in uh, Hispanic oh, culture. Uh, Benito A. Martinez Ocasio. That's. That's his real name. That's why I was missing Bad Bunny. I'm like, where the hell is Bad Bunny? He played Wolf. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, he was fine as Wolf. Yes. Uh, but again, huge, great, great cast. Oh, yeah. Um, getting into the numbers, it's sitting. Wow. I actually did not see these numbers until just now. Holy cow. That's surprising. A 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is. Interesting. That's very interesting. I I assumed going into this that that would be higher. The 53% from critics giving it a 5.6 out of 10. A 76% significantly higher from the users giving it a 7.8 out of 10. So significantly higher on on both accounts there. Uh, On IMDB, 7.3. So users seem there are, you know, I don't even want to say no audience. No audience tends to to like it much more than the critics, which is not surprising. I guess, what is? I, I don't have the page up. What's Rotten Tomatoes synopsis? Uh, yeah, let's. Uh, they they're uh, 
their consensus is bullet trains, colorful cast and high speed action are almost enough to keep things going after the story runs out of track. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Wow, even the audience's uh, uh, consensus is not super positive. This is about as middling of a of a positive remark as you can make. They they say it could have been a more entertaining ride, but you're in the if you're in the mood for a decent thriller to pass the time, Bullet Train will get you where you want to go. Huh. So they even theirs is like, man, that was fun. Interesting. That's that's uh that's interesting. All right. So uh I guess th- those are the numbers. That's really surprising to me. Steve, you picked this, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, you had you seen this before? I had not seen this, and obviously when I was picking, I was tr- I was looking for a 2022 movie, and it was between this and a couple horror movies, and I decided to go with this. I think when I first saw the trailer of this, I was kind of skeptical. But I, after seeing this movie, I, I I thought it was fun. I enjoyed watching it. I didn't think it really slowed down towards the end. What do you What do you guys think? Uh, I, you you've seen this. Did you watch yeah, it again to review this, or did you? I just... did. I okay. watched it again because uh, initially I didn't watch it with my wife. This time she watched it with me. And I love this movie. It's, it's, I mean, I will tell you right now, it's in my top 10 so far of 2022. And first of all, I I know it's not nonstop action, but the dialogue is fun enough. And it's just these quirky characters throughout and they keep introducing new things and new twists and revealing new info. And it's like, you're just, uh, you're literally along for the ride and it's, just never stops being fun and by the way we always say in action movies performances don't get credit yeah Aaron Taylor i always Johnson, say you don't act like you always say that i always say we always say <laughs> no. because i always defend say, no one wants to hear that crap well i mean from like real actors i mean yeah like Aaron like, taylor johnson in this movie is incredible oh yeah. definitely he's, he's all, in my top i should say of, they all are I'll, I'll get into that i had a couple gripes but for the most part, they all do very, very, very good job. But yeah, Aaron Taylor, uh, I almost called him Aaron Taylor Joy. <laughs> Anya Taylor. <laughs> he turned into Anya Taylor Joy. Aaron He's Taylor the Johnson, original HEJ. Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson does give an exceptional performance. I'll give you that. And then uh, I can't remember the guy's name. His twin brother, which was a Brian, uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Brian he Tyree Henry. A hilarious running joke about uh, being twins. Yes. But yes. Very. This- the cast was great for the most part. Let me ask yeah. this though: you, you, you're the only one that's seen it twice. Uh, the second viewing compared to the first viewing, how, how did it hold still, it? still a blast? Okay, I mean it's. I guess I don't know. Maybe it even added to it because I knew the nuances and the way characters reacted to certain situations. I could dig into more. It, it didn't lose any steam. Yeah, my my initial thoughts are I enjoyed it a lot. I this is one I was excited for David Leach directing and and action. It's he's tending to go that this route uh action movies but also a lot of comedy. Uh you saw that in Deadpool 2, he did that in Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, which is the dumbest title I've ever heard. But it's the same same thing in this where it's very action oriented but it's very light, very comedic just 
entertainment first and this had that and it nailed it if it's not deep it's not trying to be deep it's trying to be entertainment and it's all done very well i did have a few nitpicks and a few gripes here and there but for the most part i thought it was an absolute blast well and we say entertainment it's not a it is kind of dumb but oh it's very stupid it reminded me of it's not stupid it's it's silly it's well structured it's silly but i mean it's it's got a real structure like i said they reveal bits and pieces as as characters find out certain info they it's kind of like it reminded me of oh what's that ryan reynolds movie from a while back with the smoking aces yeah where but more fun where yeah these crazy characters this this was intentional silly situations situational comedy but you know, but like each time a character is introduced, they get yes. this flashy title card on the screen, and then they get this kind of backstory, and they're just all these cartoonish characters that are so fun. I mean, it's yeah, almost almost like a uh, more lighthearted version of of a uh... boy. I am struggling with names today. What is the deal? The the guy that did the Sherlock Holmes movies did the gentleman. Guy Richie. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm terrible. Oh, you think I? <laughs> Crap, I need a cup of coffee or something. Yeah, Guy Richie. It's almost like a it, where it has that that just playful tone to yeah. it, but this is a more silly, lighthearted take on that style. And they they there was at one point they broke the fourth wall while. I mean, it's not. It does not ever take itself too seriously. That's what and I it like can't. About it it truly can't. I mean, with like I said, with with the kind of situations that are presented you can't it would have been a a complete wrong move to try to present these things with a straight face it would have been horrendous i mean (laughs) it would have been it it would have been a train wreck and you know yeah yeah i'll give you that one (laughs) and 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 you know a lot of people I, i shouldn't say a lot of people some people have issues with brad pitt uh, yeah, so, I'm, I'm those it, lot of people. I don't like him. <laughs> um, I thought he was fantastic in this. Some of the one-liners he gave, because he what he was he went to therapy, and so this, he's trying to like he's yeah, trying to like put off these therapy things. I yeah, agree. It's, it was good. I don't like. I don't like the pretentious awards chasing Brad Pitt. Yeah. I like the fun, just kind of like freewheeling just this, laid Mr. back chilled Smith. out brad pitt yeah that's what, like that brad pitt this brad pitt the brad pitt that that made an ex like the best cameo of the year in the lost city i don't know i don't know because there's a certain cameo <laughs> in this movie that will contend uh, but what my point is this this brad pitt i like i i i don't like the pretentious brad pitt that does crap like ad astra like Dude, nobody wants to watch that. Stop. Just make fun movies. <laughs> the Brad Pitt from 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 12 Monkeys where he's just going bonkers and that's the Brad Pitt I like and that's the Brad Pitt I got. So I loved him in this. Let's yeah, let's um, go from there. Let's talk about the cast. We yeah. started with that with Brad Pitt. I I Steve said he was great. I think he was great. I know Aaron likes boring Brad Pitt. So I like all of Brad Pitt. <laughs> there there were times in this movie though where his character acted even too stupid for even what I thought his character was. But yeah, whatever. That was part of the movie. But yeah, I mean Brad Pitt I think was a good choice for this. 
Uh, and well, and it, like like I mentioned before, it's situational comedy. Steve brought up the the fact that he's an assassin who who is trying to change his life and be more positive, and and he's seeing a a therapist to address his issues. So he, there's every situation he encounters that plays into it, his reactions, his kind of trying to to talk through the situation, and it's just backfiring in in incredible ways that is fun it's is it silly absolutely <laughs> but it's fun and i liked that twist on his character it was it was a neat i guess take on the character I don't, it's nothing yeah. super new but i thought it was fun and i thought he pulled it off well yeah and i think it, I, brad pitt does have good comedic delivery when he's in roles like this because they're just the way he delivered some of these lines where uh, yeah the way just they all deliver. I mean, let's let's go down the list and just give quick quick thoughts of uh of each person. So Brad Pitt, we went off of. I'm going off down the list of on IMDb. So that's the order. Let's get into the one that I know Aaron doesn't like. Yeah. Joey King. Yeah, You're, you don't like her typically. Thoughts on her in this? Uh serviceable at best. <laughs> See, I thought she was good. <laughs> Man, I see. I, first of all, I don't hate. I don't understand the Joey King hate. I don't know what she's ever done to you. I mean, uh, acted poorly in <laughs> what? I don't know what it's called. What's that one dumb where her mom's like basically oh, poisoning yeah. her, poisoning her with the? And she was good in that. No, she okay. was not. And you? I thought um, she was good in this. I thought she was good in this. Steve, break the tie. What'd you think of her? I didn't mind her in this. I thought she was good, but uh-huh, then I again, I don't have an issue with her. Um, I thought, but I I will give it a. She was more than serviceable. Yeah, she, she didn't was take, fine. She was. She fine. didn't take she away from fine. the movie. Uh, okay, going down the list, Aaron Taylor Johnson. My quick review. My favorite performance in the movie. One of my favorite performances of the year. Yeah, to be. Absolutely. I mean, it's, I'm you, keeping track, and it's in my top ten. As you've as you've mentioned, I'm like big fan for i'm a big proponent of recognizing action oriented performances and this is absolutely that I, I think of the things he did in this movie he did action he did comedy uh and and he did probably the Fair. the he, the most of the dramatic moments yep. he, he was a big center of very yep. good and yep. with yep. every yep. single person that he interacted with because his interaction with brad pitt very good his interactions with his quote twin brother brian tyree henry fantastic so he was good he was great some of the some of the interactions with brian tyree henry were what the, made the this, whole the whole what, running thing with the thomas the tank engine was oh yeah it was fantastic brilliant. yeah so uh, yeah that's he's next on the list brian tyree henry I, I, <laughs> that dude cracked me up this whole movie it the the way his character was written the line delivery yeah. just the way he carried the, the himself whole, the in the movie tank thing was fantastic and, it and then he had it, like, stickers it, it for spread, it yeah yes. he's got these stickers and the whole thomas the tank engine metaphor spread to different characters as they're all calling each other diesels which is <laughs> which <laughs> so good so let me uh, to expand on that the thing that i loved is that it's it's so silly and and the movie recognizes the silliness but brian tyree henry knows that his character it's not silly to him and he plays it that way to where he takes that so seriously and (laughs) i think that's perfect because him being so serious about it 
is hilarious to us, but it's such a great, just like interesting character development. Uh, I guess not even development, just an interesting character trait for him to have because he takes it so seriously and, and he says these silly ass lines, but you know what he means and you know it's a serious thing. So I well, loved his, then, his take on that character. Well, and then um, when he thought when uh, ATJ finds the, the diesel sticker. Yeah. 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 It, it all, how it all comes into play. Yeah. Great. Oh, great writing. Okay. And, and real quick spoiler alert, because I want to, but there's a scene where that whole, his characterization of this Thomas, the tank engine metaphors for life. When he finds Aaron Taylor Johnson's dead body. And he has that moment with him and he gives him the Thomas the Tank Engine sticker and tells him he's more like Thomas. I mean, yeah, it's absurd. That's, that's what but I mean. Like he's that he character takes it so works. seriously. Yes. And that moment is is sad. It's it's just heartbreaking, but hilarious. It's it just it's hard to 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 balance those two sentiments, I guess. But his character and the writing for his character, they did a damn good job. Um, you know what I, I just realized? We were talking about the characters. We haven't even talked about the 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 story. The plot is actually pretty straightforward. Brad Pitt gets on this bullet train to retrieve a suitcase and essentially get off at the next stop with that suitcase. Well, there's about six, seven other assassins that are all connected in various ways that are all vying for this suitcase for different reasons, all leading to... Uh, the white death, which is this mysterious figure that kind of lords over all of their motivations. And it all comes out in this, this dramatic, silly circus, like crazy action scenes and interactions that, that just become very complex, but they, they do a good job of keeping it exceptionally streamlined. Any thoughts on the story? Any additions? Nope. Uh, well, just to tie the story, your synopsis, speaking of the White Death, back into actors, did you guys know who played him before you saw it? Because no. I did not, and it no, was I a didn't. great surprise. And, yes, I and did. I was trying to figure out if I if I could place who it was, but I, I don't think he ever talked. Um, nope. nope. So I, I was uh, hoping, say something, let me try to figure out who it is, but he never talked, so I didn't have a chance. I, I knew because I looked up IMDb at, before. Um, but even knowing who it is, there's no way to even like find out who it is because they never show his face. They always show his back. Yeah. Yep. Always got a mask uh, on. So let's keep going down with the cast. We, uh, be a little, we'll be a little quicker, I guess. Those were the, the main three that I love. Pitt, Taylor Johnson, and Tyree Henry. Uh, Andrew Koji as Kimura. He was fine. He was Didn't have a whole ton yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, he was all right. Harioki Sonata, always fantastic. Always very, good, very good in a, in a smaller role in this one. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Sandra Bullock, very tiny role. She did fine. Could have been anybody, but it was nice seeing her at the end. Could you guys tell that it was Sandra Bullock while she was talking? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was and one I didn't so, even know going into it. But yeah, yeah, same here. So, and that's what I was hoping. I heard her voice and I was like, hey, that's Sandra Bullock. So that's why I was hoping White Death would talk and I could guess his mm-hmm. voice. Um, going down the list, Logan Lerman as the White Death's son didn't have a whole ton of do most of the time. Yeah, so yeah, it could have been anybody. And the one that I didn't like, and it was it had nothing to do with her, 
but I did not like yeah, Zazie, Zazie Beetz Beetz as yeah. the Hornet. I really didn't like the way she was written. I didn't like the dialogue she was given. Yeah. Well, it the dialogue just, was she just said bitch a lot. Yeah. And yeah, that was the thing yeah. is like they, they have some really clever, really well written comedy in this. And then for her, they were like, wouldn't it be funny if she just calls everyone bitch all the time? I mean, and I think she says it like 20 times within a span of like two minutes. It's just not funny. Yeah. It just, but, that, but, that fell completely flat to me. Which is crazy because one of my favorite scenes has her in it when she she stabs him in the hand yeah. with the poison. Oh, the, the scene and the interaction itself was fantastic. And, and I'm not saying that Oh yeah, her definitely. character being bad had anything to do with her. I think she's a good actress. I've liked her in everything I've seen her in. It's the writing and and just the attempts at comedy in her dialogue just didn't work. And I don't know if that was the the writer. I don't know if that was a decision made by her. Whoever made that decision, I I didn't like it. Thankfully, she was mm-hmm. not in it for a, a lot. Um, finishing out though, you mentioned the white death and the actor. Uh, we're gonna get into big time spoilers. I'm going to spoil this. So if you don't want this spoiled, go see this movie and come on back. So turn this off. Now we're going to get into spoilers moving forward, starting with this cast member. Michael Shannon plays the white death. Fantastic casting. He's always great. I loved seeing him and it was a quieter performance. I thought yep. I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, yep. Oh, this dude's going to be like larger. Here comes some life. yelly Michael Shannon. <laughs> yeah. That's a little bit expecting. toward the end. A little bit, but. Eh, a little bit, a little bit, but not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, he is like one of my favorite lesser known actors. He oh, is him. just intense and it works. Yeah. What's is it? Take shelter. If, oh yeah. If you guys oh, haven't man. seen take shelter. With yeah, him I think we it. reviewed that one. Didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Once yeah. again, people listening, he's, if you haven't yeah, seen it, go see it. Yeah. Okay. So that rounds yeah. out the cast. No, while we're in spoiler territories, Channing Tatum. Oh, God, yeah. Comes in for the best cameo of the year. Oh, yeah, that was good. There's, a, there's another good. cameo in this as well. Who's that? Ryan oh, Reynolds. Re- Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. It's it just the... his face for a half a second. Yeah. <laughs> The whole yeah. movie they're talking about F Carver and he's <laughs> such a terrible man. It's Ryan. Ray. I think that was payback for uh, Brad Pitt's cameo in Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. Or Deadpool yeah. two, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Good. Good. So that rounds out the cast. Let's, let's uh, pause there and, and we'll get into our detailed thoughts on the movie next. All right. So we've run down the cast. Let's, let's get into the story and the specifics of the story where the, what, we mentioned the the running Thomas the Tank Engine gag. What what parts, what bits of the story, what details of the story worked for you, and what if any did not? Um, I guess all good. <laughs> I mean, you can complain about some of it being silly, but that's just how this movie is. Yeah, uh, it is. Very silly. Like I said, the, the only we mentioned the Hornet. I didn't like her. Um, I didn't really mind any of it. I, I I didn't mind Joey King. I thought she was very good as her character. I I thought the motivations for her character that were were revealed was fine. Uh, it got a little silly. The the ending was a bit silly with her, but that didn't bother me too much. Uh. Um. I think the the one thing that kind of bothered me, and it has to go with Zazie Beetz, 
is this the running snake thing it just it, it kind of just was i mean you knew it was coming into play and then it just bites him and then he spends what yeah it, five it minutes trying to get it off of him come it, into play in the way that i guess you would think it would it, it didn't yeah. really amount to anything yeah i i agree yeah, with but that. it was just another instance of, i mean his character the whole time is complaining about how bad, bad luck, luck yeah. is. But then they keep getting these instances of great luck that he just dismisses or doesn't yeah. recognize. Yeah. Like the fact that he had the antidote in him already when he was bitten and uh, when he got stabbed, but his phone stopped it. Or I mean, they're all throughout the whole thing. Yeah. All right. So, so not a lot of complaints. Let's switch gears to, um, scenes then favorite scene or scenes uh, of the movie what what stood out to you there oh go ahead ahead. i started mentioning uh the scene with zazzy beats where she drops the the poison into his hand yeah and then he he ends up grabbing the antidote from her and sticking it in and she's like freaking out and he's like you didn't have a second one, <laughs> yeah. like you're, yeah, you you weren't prepared for this. Like it was that just... was a good scene, <laughs> well, and just the the the, I guess standoff that they have. They've both been injected with this poison. They have thirty seconds. He's waiting for her to make a move. She's kind of you know they're in like this standoff where they both have this poison coursing through their veins. I thought that was filmed really well. It was uh, tense enough. It was still situationally funny. I did like that scene. Aaron, what stood out to you? Anything? Uh, I don't. I, maybe it is his work from John Wick, but just the legend building with the White Death, and when yeah, ATJ oh, yeah. is explaining the backstory to to uh, Brian Tyree Henry's character because he didn't read the notes, which was a good way to make uh, sense of having this giant expositional piece in the movie. Yeah, but yeah, that whole backstory thing. It's just legend building is all it is. And you never see his visuals. face. Incredible visuals. Great music. Slow motion. I mean, and then it's like everything that's connected and they at least made it make sense why all of them are there. And But as far as the scene, it's definitely that backstory of the White Death. Either that or the counting to the number of kills that atj and, and oh, his yeah. brother that's, had that, that was scene was fantastic scene. that was a good scene too arguing yeah. about how many people they killed yeah yeah uh, so i just thought of one that i that i didn't like i meant to bring this up and i i just remembered it and it, again it's it's i think an instance of i don't know if it's something that was added in later just to be funny or if it was written in and it just didn't work the the two henchmen of white death opening the suitcase oh, the bomb, and their yeah. banter back and forth uh, that seemed out of place it, it just seemed like stupid humor more than more than silly humor it the humor just didn't seem on par with the rest of the movie and i just didn't think that scene worked at all you know you you said that it, you think you, they added in later and like now that you say that it, it like I, I truly, honestly, honestly believe that because it, or, it, it, yeah, or if it was something that was like ad libbed or the director, who knows? Maybe maybe uh, Leach wanted something more. I I don't know. It just didn't seem 
planned out or written out. Oh, I, yeah, if that makes sense. I it just I don't know. It didn't work. That comedy did not work for me. And I hated that scene. It was 13 seconds long. I mean, who cares? It didn't ruin the movie, but it just stood out to me as being very bad, very awkward. Yeah. And then speaking of problems we have with the story, there's one issue I, and maybe they addressed it. I just forgot, but at one point they're mentioning why the, so the thing that kicks it off is this Japanese man's son was pushed off a roof and then, it's supposedly the person that did this is on that train and that's where he gets involved but they keep mentioning how he wasn't there and he's he's it wasn't a great dad and even joey king's character is like oh i didn't know i was trying to get you on this train i didn't realize it would take you three hours to get to your and it's like it never says why or what he was doing yeah no it doesn't i don't know why i, I don't but... know yeah if he's supposed to be also a hitman because it mentions that he kind of somewhat sort of in a roundabout way works for the white death. He works for somebody who works for somebody who works for the white death. So I don't know if he's kind of a hitman that that's also traveling the world. If so, his skills didn't really ever come into play. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that. And that to me is of all of the kind of side stories that it focuses on. um, Typically, I, I mean, it basically boils down to there's three main ones. There's Brad Pitt's story. There's the story with the twins. And then there's Joey King and, and Andrew Koji, their story. And they end up all interacting with these other more minor characters, but their story is, like I said, I didn't think Joey King was bad, but I think her arc and her interaction with Andrew Koji's character was the least interesting of, of, the movie do you agree with that yeah there just was supposed to be emotional stakes involved that without yeah. any real background was right any reason for off. us to care yeah. other than it, it, they took the easy way of out of it's a child she hurt a child so yep. we hate her it's his child we're supposed to feel bad for him sure that's on a base level that works because it's easy but yeah it was never developed in a way to make it work I mean, but there was, uh, yeah, I I don't know. If you can make it work emotionally with these two goofball assassin characters, not goofball ones, they're not goofballs, but they're just silly with the Thomas the Tank Engine thing. Right. Lemon and Tangerine, ATJ yes. and, and Brian Tyree, whatever. If you can make it work emotionally with that, it should be very easy to make it work when a child's life is involved, <laughs> but it just yeah. didn't have any emotional weight at all. Yeah. Also, uh, um, this doesn't have to do with any stories. It just kind of popped in my head. I want to give kudos to the story. One of the things it does well is uh, making making all of these characters feel expendable, feel like at any moment they could die. And they do that by bringing in, I mean, Logan Lerman, uh, we mentioned he plays a dead body the whole time. He he dies straight away. And that's a oh, yeah big enough actor that it, you don't think that's going to happen and then uh there's just situations that these characters are in and they they either die or it, they might die and then it does a good cut but they do enough of cutting away to a different part of the story as soon as something might have happened to a character making you wonder doing enough to make it plausible that something could have happened well even with like um brian tyree henry 
Right. Uh, right. They're talking they're talking about it and he's like, Oh, I don't I don't like how bulletproof vests work. It, you're more likely to get hit in the neck. And where does yeah. ATJ, ATJ die? Get shot in the neck. Yeah. And then yep. if you find out that Brian Tyree is actually wearing a, a bulletproof yeah, vest. They, it's, they do enough to just kind of twist your perception and expectations. And and even like I said, just the structure of the story where where um they they did it multiple times, but but one where Brad Pitt's character Ladybug is about to exit the the train and he runs straight into the wolf and then oh, just yeah. cut to another portion of the story. So a lot of moments like that where an interaction is about to happen, a fight is about to happen, a pivotal moment is about to happen, and then they cut and you don't it just kind of leaves you in suspense and keeps that tension there until it goes back and explains exactly what happened. But it was really good structure of the plotting, I think, to keep it moving with with almost with little to no down time, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess where they say it goes off the rails, no pun intended. The ending after the whole confrontation with the white death and then the train's moving again and it's just really bad cgi yeah for, that's for the end frankly that's really kind of been a, a david leach staple though i i don't know what it is if he's putting money into other stuff or who they're hiring to do the cg because deadpool 2 had some questionable cg um uh the hobbs and shaw had some moments that oh, were really really time. bad and then this, yeah, the, the scene of the train crash and Brad Pitt flying through the train. Yeah. I get that's a difficult scene to make real, but it looked bad. It just looked really, the, the, the CGI was really bad. It was very cartoony. I don't know if it's the lighting that they go. I don't, I don't know enough about that stuff. It's just the feeling of it being off and not yep. looking good at all. But, but to me, I don't, I don't think it really like, derails the movie like these no people talk it's about. just right at the it, end and i think it's uh, bad but i i think it, it helps that this is a silly movie same thing with hobbs and shaw same thing with deadpool is yeah. if this was a very serious movie and then boom here's some like crazy bad cg to contrast what's been happening that it, that's different it's a silly movie it's it's a it's a comical movie and that just it didn't hurt it but it just needs to be said it was very bad very bad like worst i've seen <laughs> in a long time especially just the last bit of when they're walking away toward the end yeah and, yeah woof yeah she pulls her car up and like the, <laughs> the lighting on the car is just not anywhere close to the surrounding area yeah. it's just bad 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 yep yep yeah, you could. I mean, you guys, literally, um, you could have. You couldn't have pulled a car onto a set or something. Like it right, was a stationary I mean, shot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why did we have to have like? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was bad. I don't know that. I mean, we can't break it down. It, it is what it is. But did you um, guys stick around in the credits? Speaking of uh, no, story. no, was there something? Oh yeah. Uh, so Tangerine lived. He he tackled that dude off the train into the water, and that's the last you saw. Oh, no, lemon, yeah. lemon, lemon. Tan- oh, I was going to say, was tan- I literally no. saw him get shot in the neck and no, bleed uh, out. Lemon <laughs> lived. Lemon gotcha. lived. 
Yes. Killed a dude that was that he jumped off the train with. Swam away. He was the one that was driving that truck of tangerines that hit Joey King. Ah, okay. And he screams yeah. F and Diesel and just demolishes <laughs> I'm her. I'm going to have to watch that one. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, so we've kind of talked about the characters. We've talked about the stories and scenes that we enjoyed. Let's talk a bit about... Uh, I want to talk about uh, the writing. Best bit of dialogue. Was there dialogue that stood out or a series of dialogue or something that was mentioned and then came back around? What what bit of dialogue did you enjoy or not enjoy? Oh, I mean, obviously the Thomas the Tank Engine bit throughout. Yeah. Um, yep. I, to me, it was pretty well written. I mean, even the, the running joke about them not being twins. When, yeah. I mean, because it's this big black guy and then this little white guy and everybody knows them as the twins. They're, that's what they're known as right. in the assassin world. And even Brad Pitt's like, I don't think they're twins. <laughs> but then and then, get, and then yeah. Brad Pitt has to take lemon spot for for an instance. Yeah. And, and the guy says, wow, you really you do, really look, do like look like twins. twins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a good running bit. And then but it pays off at the end when there's that really the most emotional scene when Aaron Taylor Johnson finds what he thinks is his brother's dead body. Yeah. And no dialogue, just him rocking it, just great acting. But then you get this flashback scene of them laughing together, watching yeah. a soccer match on TV. And as as very young children, yeah. Yeah, they're not twins, obviously, but they are legitimate brothers and have yeah. grown up and yeah. together. I mean, so I don't that was know, the you best, had to pay off. That was the best scene, my favorite scene of that that whole movie, that that just the way it hits emotionally in this silly, silly movie. And then all of a sudden it just hits you like that. And you're like, Oh man, that, that sucks. Like yep. you and care they, for uh, these characters. They, they made you care about these characters, despite just this, the comical zaniness of the whole movie. And it's just great. I mean, Aaron Taylor Johnson, that character is one of my favorite characters of the year. Yeah. I, I mean, the way everybody's um, so afraid of the white death, but he just, doesn't care at all and just runs his mouth like yeah. just talking off, smack the whole time job yeah so, so one of my go ahead. favorite scenes um is brian tyree henry at the end when he when he stops the train or slows it down yes. i was just gonna says, say that's my favorite like, bit of dialogue you could be my brother or he's like <laughs> i think we could be brothers and he's like really and he's like f no <laughs> yes that was one of my favorite bits of dialogue the way I just the way it delivered like this super sappy moment and then he just <laughs> straight up says <laughs> straight up says f no <laughs> i was dying that one caught me off guard that one made me chuckle um so so we haven't even talked about the action i mean this is an action movie by david leach the guy that did John Wick and and Atomic Blonde. I mean, he's a phenomenal action director. What did you think of the action scenes, the choreography, the setups, the the filming of them? There, there's some great action scenes in this. Uh, the one with uh, Brad Pitt and HEJ fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. The choreography with that, and then getting stopped for the bottle of water. Um, Adding that humor to it. That was a um, that was some more good dialogue where he makes him pay for the bottle of water. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that bit. Uh, even the fight scene with Zazzy Beats, it, it's I don't think there was a fight scene in this that really like was bad. And they were all 
different. They they all had little twists to them. Like like the Zazie Beats one had the the it was the poison needle that yeah. didn't go any anywhere near how I expected that fight to go. Um the most straightforward fight scene that I really enjoyed was was uh Brad Pitt's character Ladybug fighting Wolf and and he just Brad Pitt all he has is the briefcase and and deflecting the knife that Wolf has. I, I thought that was a very well choreographed and yeah. filmed fight scene. That, that was the most straightforward. But I also loved the the Brad Pitt and and Brian Tyree Henry fight scene in the quiet car where <laughs> where they're trying to have a fight but they're also trying to stay quiet and See, stifle and their screams. Yeah. All of them are good action scenes. But all of them served the comedic element yeah, of the it, movie it, too. I feel like this was a comedy first. It, it, it was actually I shouldn't say it was a comedy first. It was it was all central to the tone. That there was a there was a tone they wanted throughout that didn't change. It wasn't like funny dialogue, funny dialogue, funny dialogue action scene. It was just this this kind of comical tone throughout that was still present in the intentionally funny scenes still present in the dramatic scenes and still very present in the action scenes and it, yeah, well and and the i guess there was one that was not comedic that was a really fun one to watch was Hiroyuka sonata and michael shannon i think yes. that's how you say his name yeah yeah Hiro, Hiro, Hiro Yuki sonata yeah he, i mean because that's what you know him as is this dude that can and he's just so quiet and doesn't do anything throughout the movie, but then you finally get to see it and it does pay off. It's a good scene. I love Hiroyuki Sonata. I wish seeing him in this made me just angry over Mortal Kombat again. That's neither here nor there. I just, it needs to be brought up. He should have. Uh, oh, all right. We don't need to go down that road. I didn't want to derail this, but yes, he, that scene very, very good. Um, uh, there was a scene that made me say, Oh shit. I don't know if we could say that, but oh hell yeah! Um, we want it's our show. When white white death pulls the trigger on the gun, yeah, and then he just like, it's like half his head's gone. Yeah, like, I and oh, and Jesus. the way that that gun finally came into play was was uh, that was a good oh definitely kind of tying up a loose end. Uh, the the bit the you mentioned the Aaron mentioned the fight between Sonata and Michael Shannon when he just jams that sword basically and it threw his shoulder like halfway down his chest that was that was the point where uh, i said oh shit that oh that would suck <laughs> <laughs> but uh speaking of sonata that was another bit of dialogue that i really liked was his story to brad pitt and, and i uh, loved that scene brad pitt little... was so over it and yeah. he's like let me tell you a story uh and no, just to see uh just to see sonata in in a lighter mood yeah. than I'm used to seeing him in typically he's a very, very somber, serious actor. And to see him in a, in that light hearted interaction with Brad Pitt, I, I, I enjoyed that. And then, uh, then everybody's trying to speak in metaphors. <laughs> oh yeah. That was a getting good pissed scene. off. Yeah. That that was was we all speaking of metaphors. Just say what you want to say. The, the, very good writing. I, I, I the writer, I forget, Zach Olkowitz. He, like I said, yeah. he's only written one other thing. It did. Uh, it cracked me up, man. Throughout, and like Brad Pitt, you know, he's trying to be this enlightened, changed man, and just spitting out what he's been told by his therapist. You know, when he, in the middle of a fight with Brian Tyree, he's like, you know, when you point a finger in anger, there's 
four fingers pointing back at you. And then he stops and looks. He's like, oh, three. That's weird. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's just I know throughout. It's just well done. It yeah. worked comedically. It worked action. There were some iffy CGI scenes, but I liked the visual style of the rest of it. Well, and and the the writing and the the written dialogue was was I don't know what the word is balanced was supported. That was a perfect case you just mentioned by the visual visual dialogue where they would say something and and the camera would either pan or zoom or or show something that that goes along with what they're saying and it just the almost like the visuals are the punchline to the dialogue at times. It, it all worked very well together. Are we, uh, it's, it, is there anything else anybody wants to bring up? Anything that I didn't mention, anything that wasn't brought up, gripes, complaints, things you loved? No, nope. are we uh, at that I point? I think we're at that point. All right, Steve, this was your choice. Are you going first or last? I'd like to go last this time. Okay, Aaron, go ahead. Okay, uh, this is definitely in my top 10 at least for now and we're late in the late enough in the year i think it might stick around um i I, there was just something about it that i instantly was hooked and i loved through it was so fun it was the most fun i had watching a movie since i saw top gun in the theater top gun 2 i mean and there has to be something to be said about just being a really entertaining movie (laughs) So I'm going to give it 8.25. And I know it's not going to win Oscars. I know there's, but it's a great action movie that has a legitimately well-written story, how everything connects and how it leads to this one event that you know it's headed toward, but it's just so fun to get there. And honestly a top 10 performance of the year from aaron taylor johnson for me i i mean i know it's not going to get any credit yeah it's uh, definitely a top 10 for this year it's it i had the thought the specific thought uh watching this that i think we owe aaron taylor johnson a a miles teller type apology on this show (laughs) because man we dumped on him for a bit there but he is an exceptional actor. Very good. I mean, if you pull up his his filmography, the last however many movies he's done recently, he is very, very good. He could be a lead, a supporting actor, whatever you need him to do, that he just nails it. So I think we just need to say, yeah, we we uh we called that one wrong. Yep. And uh as we found out when we reviewed Tenet. He is actually British, and I did not know that until we reviewed it. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, there's so much for me to like. It, it's my type of comedy where it's kind of, it's not just slapsticky. Yeah. It's actually clever. And, and it's, yeah, cleverly written dialogue instead of just just scenes of where the act, the director says, and go, and they just ad lib all a bunch of stupid stuff. I'm sure that was was present in some scenes. I'm sure that was the case. But it wasn't like you, you always, you hate 21, 22 Jump Street for that reason. It, there's basically just loosely written mm-hmm. scenes and they just tell them go and they, they just ad lib type stuff. This wasn't that. This was scripted, written, clever dialogue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Channing Tatum's, uh, I'm not a big fan of Channing Tatum, but that was the best. 
I didn't know he was in it. And when he showed up, I was like, oh, my God. And then the line, he just spits out <laughs> one line. And I'm like, oh, hell no. That's your one line. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That one that one made me laugh out loud. That oh, was... my God. But anyway, yeah, 8.25 for me. All right. And, I, I... And, uh, definitely in my top 10 of the year. Yeah, same here. Um, I don't know where, exactly where it's going to land as far as my ranking. But this is this is my kind of movie. This was on my my most anticipated. I mean, it's an action movie. David Lee's directing. You know, he's got the the action chops. You know, he's going to deliver. The cast phenomenal. They all deliver. The only one that I had a gripe with was Zazie Beetz, and that's unfortunate because as soon as I saw her, I was excited. I like her. She's typically very good. But I think that was more the writing. But the writing was more hit than miss. It it, it was. Very, very good. Very funny throughout. Um, the moments, like we mentioned the Zazie Beads, the two henchmen, but just small moments. The action was good, but but like I said, this movie's just all about tone and feel, and that feeling is just kind of enjoyment. It, it's just a fun, kind of just loose movie where you, you just watch it, you enjoy it, and and I would watch this again. I would watch this again right now. I mean, I don't even have to give it time. It's just a blast. Probably going to be in my top 10. I'm a little higher than you. I I'm, I want this to be in the A range, so I'm going to give it an 8.5. Um, That's an A minus. Speaking of fun, we didn't even touch on like the musical choices. Original oh, songs yeah. and very soundtrack. Good. Were yeah, all, very good throughout. Like the Japanese uh, versions of certain songs yeah. that they used. I mean, it's so good fit the mood perfectly yeah it was very very good yeah i i'm almost tempted to up that score but but i don't know that might be too crazy i'm going 8.5 <laughs> so uh yeah we've talked about this whole thing the acting in this is fantastic the dialogue between everybody even even in the fight scenes the each fight scene their dialogue adds to the movie um i thought this movie was a blast i really enjoyed it um i like you guys said i wouldn't mind watching this again this will definitely be in my top 10 for the year i'm also giving it an 8.5 that brings our score uh, an average of 8.42 which is just outside the a range that's a that's a very high b plus range which is i'm good with that's and it's this a is a very great palate cleanser after a horrible <laughs> October yeah, this of isn't, horror movies. This isn't one I'd say is it's not like a super great movie as far as if you want brilliant characters. No, and, it's and exactly drama. But yeah, but, but if you just want a, 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 a blockbuster a movie, yeah, it's an absolute blast. This is a movie that will make you feel a certain way and it nails it. It will make you just have fun. It's just a blast. Uh, Aaron, you got a, a this or that locked and loaded? Uh, not locked and loaded, but yeah. Oh boy, uh, eight point four two. Yeah, right here. Okay. Uh, this. Oh, good. This or take shelter was the exact same score. Oh, Very different movie. The, yeah, this is so much more rewatchable. Yeah, that's it probably a better movie. If you, it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, but this is so much more rewatchable. Yeah. This or the town? I'd probably go this. this. Oh, I think I go the town. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. This or Armageddon? Armageddon, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Armageddon. <laughs> I mean, um, this is much better written, better directed. 
But I can't go wrong with Bruce in his prime carrying a movie that That's silly. That's got to be that enjoyable. Armageddon has to be one of the best worst movies ever. Made. Oh, it's the most enjoyable piece of crap I've ever seen. It is. It's yeah. absolute junk, but damn, it works. Uh, okay, this or Seven Psychopaths, and I go that 100. That love it so much. Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, probably that. Uh, this or. God, there's nothing that's like this one. Um, actually, here, this or Kingsman, exact same score, eight point four two. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, Kingsman. I think that the action is better in that one. There's more action. I, I shouldn't uh, say it's better. It, th- that movie is more geared towards action, whereas that this is more geared towards comedy. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Kingsman. That's one of my favorite. I don't know. Movies. I, I I do coin flip. I think I I did. I gave him the exact same. It's score, close so. though. Um, this or Atomic Blonde? Oh, this more enjoyable. This, yeah, that's yeah, has better executed fight scenes, but this is more rewatchable. And going back to the Kingsman, the, to break that tie, I'll just say this: the Kingsman has Mark Strong, and this doesn't. <laughs> sure, this has Channing Tatum. Dude, what if Mark Strong was the White Rush or whatever the hell he was? Nah. What you mean now? Nah. <laughs> Whatever. All I'm right. Uh, a few more. A few more. A few more. This or the gray man? This. I, this. I, I this all I, day. I don't. Yeah, I give this a higher score, but maybe just because I've seen it, the bullet train twice in such a short period of time, I'd pick the gray man. Yeah, I had more issues, but the gray man was a significantly more mm, um, inconsistent movie. Okay, so speaking of a mashup of uh, genres with comedy involved, this or Get Duked? And <laughs> I gotta be honest. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm picking Get Duked, I think. I love the heck out get of it. I give that an 8.75, man. Yeah. I, I Steve, have you seen Get Duked? Yes, I okay. picked Get Duked over that, yeah, over Bullet yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you can't go wrong with either one. We're, we're I mean... Yeah, but I think I'd I'd watch Get. Yeah, Duke. I mean we're in the eight plus score, so all of these are good. You want to talk? You want to talk about music and how it how it just adds to the movie? That that's almost like a full blown music video at times. It's so good. Uh, just because I want to mention it, this or uh, John Wick. Uh, John Wick. I'm John going Wick. John Wick. Really? Okay. The first Absolutely. One, yeah. That, the first one is one of the like best action movies of all time. I yeah. I will right now already as it stands. You take those three as a trilogy. I know there's a fourth coming out. I don't know if I mentioned that yet in this podcast. It's probably in Aaron's <laughs> top ten most anticipated movies. But that franchise right now is already one of the best action franchises ever. Like undoubtedly, all three movies are fantastic. Yeah, probably they just. I don't know. Third one didn't do much for me, and I'm not that excited for the fourth. Well, that's, I mean, we've already said it. You're dumb and wrong. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> any any more? No, that, let's just, yeah, the, it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. And I have. I, I've already recommended it to coworkers. If yeah, you, this if was you a good pick. want to have a blast, go watch Bullet Train. This was a good pick. I appreciate it. Who's, whose pick is next? Aaron? I have next, next pick. Aaron? Yeah. Any ideas? Uh, A few. I'm tossing around uh, The Stranger. From Netflix, Joel Edgerton. Uh, the Strangers. Or make you guys watch a two and a half hour Elvis movie. No. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. I'll think about it. I'm leaning toward the stranger. Okay, the the strangers pray at night. The sequel to the strangers. I like that pick. Yep. Yep. New. All right. If nobody else has anything to say, uh, let's let's just end it on. We all highly recommend this. If you haven't yes. seen it, if if that sounds like your kind of movie, I, I we should preface it with that. Not everybody's going to enjoy this, but it's silly. It's fun. It's a blast. It's it's it has good pacing. It's longer than I thought it would, but it doesn't feel longer than I. Thought. And the other thing I didn't even mention. It's a fun action movie that's not part of some big franchise. I mean, that rarely happens yeah. anymore. Which was my issue with, uh, you remember that I brought it up during the Gray Man. It felt like every decision they made was in an attempt to establish yeah, a franchise. I mean, whereas this, this was just was focusing on a thing. self-contained story. So and fun. just just every bit of information was to serve that story, not to establish a franchise. Yep. yep, yep I agree. Yep. I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, any any other ending sentiments, or is that it? No, that's it. That's it. All right, somebody in the show, tell your friends. Goodbye. Bye. Let's see, you guys. Hey guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir. You're a sir. I said good day. Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista. Baby. This has been the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Remember to find us online on your favorite social media apps and go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Yeah. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.